0: Wheeland presley and Van Ho Funeral Homes have been serving Quad City families and veterans for over 100 years. Wheeland presley is located in Rock Island, Milan, Reynolds, and Van Ho in East Moline, proudly supporting WQPT. Alternatives is a proud supporter of WQPT and has been serving our community for 40 years. Alternatives provides professional guidance to maintain independence and quality of life for older adults and adults with disabilities.
1: Taking a serious look at rebuilding Rock Island's West Side, among the oldest neighborhoods around. But could it be poised for a rebirth in the cities? It was first called Stevenson, Illinois, when the plat was filed in 1835. It was renamed Rock Island six years later. This community, which was born along the banks of the Rock and the Mississippi Rivers, has gone through continuous transformations, be it on the southwest side that was annexed in the 1950s and brought with a tremendous growth, or the downtown district in the 1990s, breathing new life into the heart of the city, or the ongoing redevelopment of places like the historic Broadway neighborhood, but it's the west side of Rock Island that is home to some of the oldest neighborhoods and at times, some of the most run down. A new effort to revitalize the west side has just received a $300,000 grant that could be the start of something big. I got a chance to talk with west side revitalization coordinator Thurgood Brooks and Quad Cities Community Foundation's interim director of grant making and community initiatives, Kaylee Trammell. Well, thank you both for joining us and and let's talk about uh, the west side uh, redevelopment. This is such an important part of Rock Island, and yet it's a community that's been neglected um, a number of neighborhoods for years. What's different this time around?
2: Well, it's different several things. And, and the beauty, we have over 50 people working in our working groups. We have a steering committee of seven people. Uh, we also have true money coming behind this, even before uh, this, this great opportunity we have with this, this grant. Uh, but also, uh, you mentioned it's been neglected, a community being neglected, and we recognize that. Um, but also the the ability to take accountability where we can and to advocate and push for what we need is is something that's different, I think, in different ways and that we're excited about doing.
1: And we're talking more, not just about bricks and mortar. I mean, you're really talking about a sea change of how people interact with each other on the west side and how the community as a whole interacts with the west side.
2: Certainly, we're talking about a culture change Uh, and that's not easy to be done, right? Uh, it's, It's a tall task. Um, But what what we're trying to do, and we're looking forward to do is building trust, uh, not only within the community, but with folks outside the community, right? Because once we do that, that's capital. That's that's, that's collaborative impact. And when we can do that, we'll see brick and mortars. We'll see our kids' uh, reading scores. We'll see pride in our community. We, We won't see so many areas that are strictly green spaces. Kids come outside their doors, they'll have pride where they live and they'll have pride what they can do and become.
1: Every time I've been on the West side though, there is pride already there. So definitely. I mean, I, I think that's something that really has to be underlined. You're not really reinventing that. You're going to try to harness that as much as you can. Certainly.
2: Uh, and I'm glad you said that because we are very prideful. And that's where, uh, although that's the old, oldest part of the town, right? Uh, we don't really relocate often because of that pride where we, where we live at, right? And so we're going to build off of that. The trust piece is what has missing, right? And the monetary uh, investment as you mentioned in so many ways. So as we build up that pride and we center that around trust, we'll be able to move toward monetary investments that could, we'll see real things. I like brick and mortar. We'll see real, real change that we can capitalize on in that culture change.
1: Well, Kaylee, the Community Foundation, obviously, is seeing something here. $300,000 over a three-year grant, that's not immaterial. I mean, what is it that you see that you thought, wait, this is worth being a part of?
3: Yeah, absolutely. The um, transformation grants—we um, they're proactive grants that we um, look out into the community and say, "What's already happening, and what can we support so that it can happen sooner, better, faster, in a way that's going to really impact the community." Um, and what we saw with this um, project is that it will not only impact the west end of Rock, Rock Island, but impact the Quad Cities as a whole um, by reinvesting in that part of the community and using that collective impact um, mindset that um, utilizes resources, organizations, people from across the Quad Cities to be able to make that happen. And so we were so excited to be able to just offer this opportunity to uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Center with this pro- with this project and, um, say, do what you will with it, um, and have it just be unrestricted for them to use um, for the use of that project.
1: Do what you will with it is really amazing because it's a trust-based, unrestricted grant. I don't think I've ever even heard of such a thing. There's always strings tied to the money.
3: Sure. Um, Our um, philosophy behind this is that we trust the organizations that are closest to the effort to use the dollars um, for the best push forward uh, for the project. And we know that sometimes um, as grant makers um, we put hoops for folks to jump through, um, unnecessary paperwork, um, things that um, withhold um, an organization's ability to make progress. And so we said, we trust you all. Um, You're out there, you're doing this work. We see you've already started it. Um, Here's um, some funds to help you get moving forward. And so we're really excited to be part of this project and see what happens over the next three years and then um, on into the future.
1: Why now? Why is it this particular project that's got the foundation not only excited, but ready to invest.
3: Mm. I think for us it was uh, it was just the timing of it. Um, we saw the momentum that um, the project was was gaining, um, and the investment from other folks in the community. We wanted to jump on board and say, "Hey, we see what you're doing, and we want to help you make this a reality for our community." Um, because as a community funder, um, we have these dollars that are for the Quad Cities, and so to be able to to push them out to an organization that that's making the Quad Cities better, um, it was it was a perfect fit for us. Well,
1: and Thurgood, give me a bit of the history because this is about, what, two, two and a half years that it's really been uh, organized, but this has been something that's been in the making as far as revitalizing the West End for years. I mean, there's been other projects before. Oh, certainly.
2: There's been projects that predate me, right? All of us. Uh, (laughs) All of (laughs) them, yeah. And, uh, but as far as this work goes, with the West End revitalization work, um, it actually started prior to, or early 2020, actually 2019. Um, but as we all know, COVID hit, and then uh, what we, how we we're going to do it, where we we're going to do it uh, shifted. Um, and so we, we convened as, as, a, as, a, as a community again in different ways. Uh, and an assessment was done with Enterprise back in 2021. I mean, that assessment compiled uh, assets in our community. It compiled barriers to success. It compiled data behind uh, literacy rates, uh, income, uh, you name it, right? Uh, and then a steering committee was formed uh, in November of 2022 of uh, seven people who are uh, residents of the West End, but also have investment in the West End. Uh, and these seven people took that assessment. They broke it down and built working groups that and hired me and we built working groups. and We've been at it since uh, roughly June of, this, of last year, excuse me, uh, trying to tackle out uh, this, this final plan.
1: You're a man of action. In Rock Island, and you're talking about all these focus groups and, and these studies and all that, which has got to be kind of driving you nuts because you want to <laughs> get something done. But was this an important uh, um, almost foundation in order that you can build upon it, that you had to do these studies, you, you had to hear from a lot of these stakeholders, and now you're ready to run with the baton? Well,
2: it, it can be frustrating. You're absolutely right. Uh, because sometimes, sometimes it seems like it's inaction, but certainly this is action because we're talking about sustainable action. We're not talking about a Band-Aid. Uh, and w- a Band-Aid would mean w- us just going out and doing, taking the money and just doing me- things that may not mean much 10 years from now. And so what we're looking to do now, we're focusing on long-term and short-term, but mainly long-term sustainable things we can do that people will see in the now, right? But also long- to long-standing to so that way we can be a place that's living, thriving, in uh, somewhere where people wanna live.
1: Do you think it's been a Band-Aid approach before?
2: Uh, in some ways, uh, but I, I don't think it was intentional. Uh, but I think uh, as, as Kaylee suggested with this grant, for example, right? Sometimes you put barriers on grants, the work isn't done how it could be. Yeah. And so things like this give the opportunity for us to be creative and be bold behind what we really need in our community.
1: And to not be piecemeal. I mean, sometimes you, you go to a certain part of a neighborhood. This is more all-encompassing of the entire area. I would say almost a region. you got a number of neighborhoods that are involved. Uh, uh, some, I mean, it includes a little bit of Broadway. Mm-hmm. It includes a little bit of downtown. Mm-hmm. It, it includes what I consider the West End, which would be Sunset Marina over to mm-hmm. 11th. Um, but this includes a lot of that. Um, and is, is that important that you have more of a, a diverse area, so to speak, as far as housing is concerned or or the commercial structure of that area or the people that live in it and work there?
2: Rock Island diverse in itself, right? And so uh, you'd be hard pressed to go to many areas in Rock Island mm-hmm. where you don't find that diversity. Which is great. Uh, and so, but when you look at an area like ours, uh, it, it comes with such a rich history where people have, have maintained where they live, right? And as Rock Island expanded out, uh, Jobs have, have gone away, uh, businesses have gone away, schools have closed down, uh, and schools have been knocked down, not replaced. And so when we're looking at this area, we're looking at a way that we could tackle it a way that it's all encompassing of, of the people who live there and people who wanna come back, right? And so uh, this plan will be something that is, is something that's long-term, something that um, will be community-based and give people a way to organize, a way to advocate, and a way to act on things that we truly need.
1: Kaylee, when you invest in something like this, um, and I know that for foundations it's so so important, is that I know the money is going towards West End revitalization, but in a way it almost has a domino effect, mm-hmm. does it not? Um, it, it impacts more than just those neighborhoods.
3: Absolutely, and that's the goal with the, the funds is that um, it would impact this work in the West End, but also um, it would have that domino effect. And so seeing su- success in that um, part of Rock Island might inspire other parts of the quad cities to say, oh this this collective impact approach worked maybe we can do something like this in our part of the quad cities um, And so kind of building that momentum behind this project um, as a um, like a test and as an example and as a long-term impact um, for what can happen um, in the West End with the success of this and we believe it will be successful um, is that there's opportunity for um, other, Um, parts of the Quad Cities to see that and to build on that. Um, And that's our hope with these transformation grants, that that continues to to transform the Quad Cities through um, the generosity of donors and also through the hard work of our community and the community-based organizations that do um, the work day in and day out.
1: When you look at uh, the definition of the West End revitalization and and on their website they talk about it, actually I think they even have a video about it, is that catchphrase that you had, collective impact. Tell me what that is and why that's so important.
3: Mm. Uh, For us, um, and I'll let Thurgood talk about what it means for them, but for us it means um, utilizing the community knowledge and expertise so it's not just one organization doing what they think is best, but it's um, a group of folks who have um, reached out into the community, found people who have lived experience, professional experience, um, and said, we wanna do this together. Uh, Let's work together to determine what the community needs and what's gonna be long-term and not be that Band-Aid approach that is gonna be sustainable. Um, for generations to come so that there's that buy-in. So for us, um, it was exciting to see the the organizations c- that um, the West Revitalization Project is bringing together and the people um, to, to make this long-lasting um, impact.
1: So tell me about that, because it really is, I mean, when you talk about collective impact, it, it makes it much more uh, uh, people-oriented, it seems to me. Certainly. And, that, and that's
2: where that trust is getting back to, right? Uh, and, and so we're, we've been in contact with, the school district, Rock Island, Milan School District. We can contact with the city, of course, uh, Project Now. We can contact with different banks and credit unions. We contact with so many different partners, right, that are doing so many great works, right? Uh, why should we rem- remit that wheel if they're doing great works? How can we work with them behind what they do to service what we need and, and enhance it, right? And that's what we're really looking forward to doing with, with this final plan. It's not saying, hey, we had the magic wand. We figured it out. We have money coming from a transformational grant and John Deere and others. We got, it, we got it done. No. We're going to work with people who have done the work, who have, who who are in the fields, right, and bring them home to our community and see how we can work with them and enhance who, who's doing work already in our community and give them opportunity to make real, real change and real income.
1: And there's some real tangible things that are happening right now. And correct me if I'm wrong. Your goal is to finalize a budget and a, and a formal plan by February. Yes, sir. Where are you at that, at, at that stage right now? We are, uh,
2: I believe, ahead of schedule in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I'm in communication with Enterprise and, uh, of course, our steering work, working groups constantly. Uh, actually, I'm meeting with, uh, after I leave here and later later this week, right? But uh, the, 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 the thought and plan is a rough draft done in end of this month, and then we'll meet in, throughout February and get that plan tidy, tidied up, and then we'll present it to the city council and to the, to the public. Uh, So that way, everyone knows where we're moving forward with.
1: So this spring, you will have a blueprint and almost a bit of a guiding paper that tells you what you're going to do down the line. Yes, sir. So tell me what a person who lives in in the neighborhoods uh, uh, on the west side, who have lived there for generations, they raise their kids there. What are they going to see? Because, I mean, I think some people are going, yeah, I've heard this. I'm telling you exactly what you hear all the time. Yeah, I've heard this all before i just don't think it's going to make a difference
2: well you you mentioned people who live here generations right and, and as i get older jim uh and i don't have kids yet but i have a lot of nieces and nephews and I, my primary goal is to make it the world better for them not for myself necessarily i know i'm i will, I will reap some of those benefits but truly they reap the most benefits and so that requires me to have hope that requires me to act in a way, with hope, right? And so I'm asking the people of Rock Island, citizens of the western Rock Island, to really tap into the idea that you uh, have people who are dedicated to this work, who you can trust, and come on board with us and follow the plan and and bring your input because it's going to be heard and we will act according for the best for the community.
1: How do you measure success then? And you know that you want to be, you know, you you want to have those those goals and you want to reach them. How do you measure success from this point forward?
2: I think success, of course, rely on the data, right? It rely on what you see physically and tangibly, but I think truly rely on how the community, you, you see a shift in the culture of the community. You see our kids reading at a higher level. You see our kids walking the street, ready to, to be entrepreneurs. You see uh, neighborhoods full of people who are happy uh, and, and, and ready to invest not only monetarily, but invest their time because they have more time and money to invest. And that's how you
1: measure our success. Is that a key for the community foundation is that that is exactly the type of organization that you want to see in all of the cities is almost this grassroots, uh, uh, passionate uh, plan to improve their neighborhoods.
3: Absolutely. Uh, That is how it's going to be successful and sustainable. When the people who live in a community are invested in the success of the community and feel um, a sense of pride and a sense that the rest of the community sees them and wants them to be successful too. Um, So we couldn't be more pleased with this partnership and and the way that it's moving forward and the success of this um, project is gonna be um, incredible for for Rock Island and for the rest of the Quad Cities.
1: And how will you measure success? I mean, it's more than just feeling better about yourself.
3: Sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Thurgood said, there's data, right? Um, so behind these grassroots efforts, there's also data that's collected. And so year over year, um, there will be data that is is showing, okay, we're moving in the direction we anticipated. It also leaves space that if after the first year, um, it's going in a direction that no one could have anticipated, you know, who knows um, with the, the collective impact of the community and the buy-in, um, there's space for that, right? So um, for us, success looks like um, seeing a Change from the um, west end of Rock Island now um, and then the west end of Rock Island three years from now, um, and what the future looks um, even further into the future.
1: Well, in three years isn't much of a timeline. I mean, this is, <laughs> I, mean, I want something done by Thursday. It's, it's as, as Thurgood was saying, I mean, this is. A process that's been going on for years it's going to be a process that continues for years as
3: well. Absolutely. Um, So we'll see at the end of three years that progress moving forward but really for us success looks like their ability to be able to to make this happen Um, and so we are um, just delighted by that and the hard work that they're putting in and the steering committee is putting in and the working groups are putting in. Um, So to be able to support that with uh, this transformation grant um, and the the work of the Community Foundation has been huge for us and so success Success for us is just the opportunity for them to be able to take these funds and do what they need to do with them um, to be able to make this project successful.
1: I can understand um, uh, making sure the neighborhoods are clean, making sure they're safe, having affordable housing, uh, trying to lure businesses into an area. But one of the areas that um, was listed that is a goal is to increase uh, income in that area. Uh, um, Income is significantly lower in the west side. Of Rock Island than elsewhere. How do you do that?
2: Another tall task. You, yeah. Oh, you know,
1: yes, I imagine, right. Yes. Um,
2: but, but simple answers are things like through education, right and opportunity. Uh, but th- that we uh, know there are contracts available, right for different works that people do right at right in the West End, they may not have a brick and mortar, they may not be certified, <laughs> they may not be trained in ways that that allows them to bid for certain contracts, but they do the work. Uh, for monies that are not comparable to those contracts. That's, you see, my income de- decline there, right? And so that's one example of where we're looking to educate folks, get them trained, get them certified, so they can be able to attack uh, opportunities in that area.
1: Not only that, but then to keep them on the what You know that people might succeed, and then they move somewhere else. They, they they move to Moline, they move to Davenport, move out of state.
2: You mentioned that pride earlier, Joe. Yeah. If you, you, you said yourself that pride in that West End Rock Island is strong, and, and we don't see too many people uh, leaving because uh, uh, contrary to belief, uh, we do have uh, – the data shows income discrepancies, right? But the data also shows that we have people who, who are thriving, people who are doing well for themselves for, in their families, and they're not, they're not interested in leaving. And so I believe we have people who, uh, once who, who given an opportunity and start making more monies, they still would love to be a member of West End, not only for themselves, because they see what's going on around them through this work and through the efforts of everyone else.
1: One thing that you want continuous, I know, is input. I mean, how do you plan on reaching out to the public throughout the coming, let's just say for the coming year? Because this is really being launched in so many different ways this spring.
2: No, definitely. So we have a communications group. Uh, that is heavy with people who are uh, residents within the West End, of course, but also we're looking at avenues through social media, looking at ways, our, our, our online services and ways that we can adapt. But also we have things that at our plan that we're looking to include that we can uh, us reach forward uh, the ways we can str- strengthen our communication
1: uh, base. And where do you go from there then? I mean, is it like town hall meetings? Is it uh, internet surveys? I mean, how, how are you trying to get Ongoing input from people.
2: I think it'll be a combination of all. Yeah. Right. Because as you mentioned, we have people in our community who uh, may be able to go to town halls, whether they have the time to, to do so or they have, they can physically, right? But we'll, we'll knock on doors. We'll make phone calls. We'll have texting services. We'll, we'll have town halls. We'll ask people to meet. We'll have block parties. We're going to do everything we need to do uh, to make sure that we're, we're communicating in a way that is inclusive,
1: but also a way that is productive. Community Foundation knows that there's other neighborhoods throughout the Quad Cities um, that may be older, um, that may be struggling in some ways. Um, Is this almost going to be a blueprint on how you look at perhaps other uh, areas in the Quad Cities as as a way to make improvements, to invest, and hopefully to prosper?
3: Yeah, we hope so. Um, We hope that, um, you know, seeing the success of this effort um, will inspire those communities to um, utilize the resources and the unique culture that that neighborhood, part of the community has, um, and advance that forward. And so um, we're we're just excited about the opportunity for, for this project to be successful, for um, the West End of Rock Island to um, reach that level of success that um, we know is possible with the um, investment and with just the work of the community, and for others to see that and to see, hey, like, they they did that. We well, can and that's do that why too. I was like, this exactly. is unusual.
1: You haven't done this exactly. before in this way. So does West End revitalization actually become your guinea pig?
3: I mean, for us, it's the opportunity to see um, what's going to impact the community. And so, if other um, parts of the community say, "Hey, we want to we want to take what the West End of Revitalization Project is doing with Collective Impact, and we want to try that. Um, I mean, we're we're open, um, and we're interested in seeing the success of that, but for us, it's really about empowering the community to be able to um, take action in the way that makes the most sense for them, um, and to be able to um, provide support, uh, resources, um, monetary grants, Um, but to really see the success of that in the hands of the community that lives in that place.
1: Well, and Thurgood, I mean, you know that you have a little bit of pressure here because of that. I mean, uh, uh, you have to perform, you're getting this money. You're such a positive influence in the community. Do you feel like right now, after all the work that's gone into this since 2019, but particularly since the pandemic, that you've got the right basis and and this is the time?
2: Well, certainly. Uh, And and now that I feel it, I know it, uh, what better time than now? Um, what better space than now? Especially coming out of everything we've come out of the past uh, three or four years, uh, people have seen what's going on, and people, we have we have grown so much as a, as a community, as a, as a state, as a world, right, as a country. So that way, um, I certainly believe in what we're going to what we're going to accomplish.
1: Westside revitalization coordinator Thurgood Brooks and Quad Cities Community Foundation's interim director of grant making and community initiatives Kaylee Trammell. Well we like to take some time to showcase musical talent in the cities and that brings us to Daniel Stratman. He has Southern California roots but he considers himself a troubadour with an average Joe persona. Here's Daniel Stratman with Satisfied.
4: The melody always comes first and uh, and if I'm lucky I come up with a couple of scratch lyrics and uh, if it's worth writing down I'll, I always have paper and tablets around and I start writing down. Um, the melody line and and maybe a few lyrics.
5: We had a night that I will never forget You stole my heart and swept me away Tomorrow hasn't even happened yet There's nothing more that I want to say I'm satisfied Satisfied mm-hmm. well, I've been out walking on these city streets Following the neon lights if there's somewhere you'd like to go where we could meet Anywhere, wherever you like I'm satisfied Satisfied. Mm-hmm. Now I can't seem to get you out of my head, watching you move, and I'm hanging on to every word you say. You inspire me, oh yes, you do.
4: The first song is called Satisfied, and it just means those moments in life where where you're actually happy. You know, you, you're kind of just kind of satiated. It could be a dinner out with a friend. It could be a, a moment that you have with the one that you love. Uh, it could just be a, a quiet Sunday morning where the sun's coming through the window. And you just have have those little, little quick moments where just like everything's okay. Right now everything's good.
5: Yes, I will. Mother nature's humming along. Unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. Unsatisfied.
4: I had a friend of mine that told me years and years ago, he said, Daniel, you're driven. And there's just something, you know, we, I think we all have a passion, we all have a reason for living. And, uh, you know, what gets us out of bed in the morning, that makes us jump and, you know, I, just, I get the biggest bang out of just getting out and not just writing songs, because that's a very difficult process. Uh, even though it's a gift, uh, but getting out and playing in front of public is the most rewarding thing I've ever done, and it just there's nothing like it.
1: Daniel Stratman with Satisfied, and he just released a new CD called Painters and Poets. It's also available streaming at DanielStratman.com. On the air, on the radio, on the web, on your mobile device, and streaming on your computer, thanks for taking some time to join us as we talk about the issues on The Cities.
0: presley and van ho funeral homes have been serving quad city families and veterans for over 100 years whelan presley is located in rock island Milan, reynolds and van ho in east moline proudly supporting wqpt Alternatives is a proud supporter of WQPT and has been serving our community for 40 years. Alternatives provides professional guidance to maintain independence and quality of life for older adults and adults with disabilities.